Welcome to the Property Renovation Podcast. I'm your host, James Woodham. And I am your co-host, Juliet. Juliet has a decade of architectural experience in the US. And James has completed over 250 home renovations in the UK. Together, James and I have over 35 years experience designing and building homes. This podcast was created to give you, the homeowner, the power and the knowledge to get your project done right, on time, and with quality workmanship. We've been going for just over a year now, and we have over 50 episodes for you to listen and absorb all the information from key experts in the industry. That's right. We've spoken to industry leaders, builders, architects, and the best part of what we do is hear from you, the homeowner, what went right and what went wrong. We really hope you like listening to this podcast, and if you do, please leave us a review. Reviews expose us to more listeners, which in turn means we can help more homeowners save money and avoid the chance of things going wrong. With that said, let's get into today's show. Hey guys, welcome to episode 96 of the Property Renovation Podcast, and this week we have got a special one. We've got Juliet, which is our co-host, uh, the architect in America, um, based in Chicago. And she has finally, uh, with her partner bought her first property. Um, so in this episode, she's telling us all about what she's done to it so far. Um, she's not done much, but she did have, uh, one agenda and that was to remove a certain part of a wraparound, um, banisters that, that was just not right for her, um, architecturally. And it needed to work, uh, for working from home. It also needed to be a home for a few years and, uh, it just needed to be pleasant. And, um, with, uh, Juliet being an architect, everything has to be perfectly right. Um, understandably. So I enjoyed very much, uh, just catching up with Juliet. We've not spoken for a couple of weeks, uh, been very, very busy herself being busy with, with the house and, um, uh, myself being busy with Easter and the chi- the kids and everything else. So, uh, it's also been half term in the UK. So yeah. Um, but, uh, this episode, it's just a catch up with myself and Juliet. Enjoy. Um, as, uh, we mentioned last week, uh, every episode, we are going to be mentioning the fact that we are running a competition to celebrate the run up to our hundredth episode and the competition I'll announce once again, but basically, uh, all you have to do is leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or your podcast listener of choice, and then just take a screenshot and then direct message us on Instagram with that, um, at property renovation podcast on Instagram. And then we will pick one lucky winner out of the hat and you will get £100 or $100 worth of um, vouchers. So for the US, it would be Amazon vouchers. Uh, and for the UK, it would be Amazon vouchers. But it was also, it could also be Screwfix vouchers. Um, Screwfix is a hardware department um, where people, you can buy materials and, and hardware for your, for your DIY uh, projects. So, um, yeah, we're, pick, we're going to pick one lucky winner on the hundredth episode and we, we will be announcing, uh, it on that, on that episode too. So have a lovely weekend, um, and enjoy it next week and I'll be in touch. Thanks very much. We're moving soon. As you can tell. You, you, yeah. You have to tell me what the hell has been going on. It's like, you've been, um, 
I knew you'd go off radar, literally, because yeah. this whole thing is going to go like cover you, as it as it as it does with anyone. Yeah. So, um, but start from the beginning. So, just to give a bit of background, right? You you um, finally took the venture of buying your own house, acquiring your own piece of something, exactly. and um, and it was when I was in Chicago that you. I remember we had to do a couple of bits and pieces to 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 be part of it and um and then yeah just tell me what's happened so far where 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 did where where are you now so the whole process is okay so for reference it's mid-april we put an offer in late january you know did the whole back and forth bit and then it was um i think a fairly normal process to close the home um which means that there was a lot of waiting and then a lot of bursts of frenetic, crazy activity. But, you know, luckily we got the house. <laughs> um, everything went really pretty smooth. We did have a very long closing session. Mm-hmm. We were told that average is like, no, nah, you know, you'll have all day to be in your new house. We're meeting downtown at 9 a.m. You'll be at your new place by 11. Now, we're at the title company's office for over five hours. So my advice is to read the fine print. <laughs> so so closing is what they probably refer to um, in the UK as exchange. Like when you when you exchange contracts and exactly, exactly. So that's closing. Okay. Yeah, when you sit down and all the lawyers are present, the agents mm. are present, brokers. You sign away your financial future and going <laughs> your merry way. Yeah. So keys. the moment when you get your keys is really a kind of nice. Yeah. Everyone puts pictures up with their keys. It's like, yeah, it's, it's nice. Because it, 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 it's finally real, right? Yes. It's finally real. And I think one of the best moments is I do love my city. I think we, there's a lot of gorgeous architecture here. Um, the lake is beautiful. And so it was, I didn't even expect this moment to happen, but there was this moment when we walked out of the office, the title company's office, and I was just looking around downtown, seeing all these amazing historic and some new beautiful buildings just in the core of downtown. And I glanced around and I turned to my husband. And I said, we own a tiny part of the city. <laughs> so that yeah. was actually very cool to feel. I feel a bit more of a Chicagoan, if that makes any sense, even though I was born and raised here. Yeah. It, it's a beautiful city and a itty bitty tiny part of it's mine. So and cool. the, be- the best part about it is that um, it's not a, it's not a new build, is it? No, it's an old Victorian building. It's actually didn't find out until we were about to close, but um, I went online to look at the the parcel information, you know, through the city portal online, mm. and it's actually a landmark building, which is really surprising because it's not remarkable. It's just old. It's remarkable yeah. that it's still there, perhaps, but it's it's not remarkable. But it, it is old and it's it's lovely in that sense because you know it's got the patina of age. It's got a bit. It's got some quirks. It's got some character. Mm. That that is nice. I always find that the most exciting part, as well, is that not are you just the owner now, but the owners before you. And if you went right back, like the stories that have happened in that property as well. Yeah, it's. It's really quite amazing because I think the 
the building was built before the heyday of, um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with this, but John Dillinger and Public Enemy Number 1, because apparently he met his, his end in my neighborhood, not too far from where I live. Like, where Okay. And so it, it was just a bit, yeah, it is kind of fun because if the neighborhood as a whole is very, it's, it's an old neighborhood. There's a lot of old Victorian, late 1800s, early 1900s buildings. And so it has, it has a really nice feel and character to it. The trees are old. There's, again, just sort of the quirks and the characters. It's not, yeah. it's not too polished. If that makes any sense. So you got the keys. Then, then what happened? And then we we went to our new place and walked in the door. We realized that we didn't have keys for the mailbox, and, and um, <laughs> which we didn't get for like a month, but that's okay. Um, we hadn't really switched over mail yet. And then we just sort of walked around just feeling pretty happy. And then I started analyzing everything, and then I started getting frustrated just a little bit. Yeah, but you, you, you were analyzing before anyway, because there was one thing that you really wanted to do. You were telling me about that was, um, it was a lot of demo. Yeah. So since we bought the place, we, we've demolished the the very thing that made us buy it. If that makes any sense. It's a, it's a small two bedroom unit and it is the top floor. So the ceilings are quite high in the front of the unit and there is a little loft. And I was in my mind, I was like, Oh my God, this is awesome. This is a third space. This is a potential guest suite. This is a potential home office. This is that third space, which I personally needed just in order for me to be able to see myself in a property more long-term more than if it didn't have that third space. I know that after 24 months, I'd start looking around and being like, all right, why are we here? So, but, so we basically bought it because it had the loft. And then the first thing we did was the next day I called a friend slash contractor <clears throat> business contact. And I was like, all right, got to tear it down. Give me a price. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a ride just actually working on my own property instead of someone else's property. And uh, what, what, had had your visions for had your original vision for it changed now or you've still kept to the same thing we have kept the same original vision partially because even before we bought the place i modeled it all up and <laughs> i wanted as, to make sure as you would bought it we could do something that i would like because it was quite a mess it was yeah it was one crazy mess. Mm. Um, there are decisions that, you know, someone makes and that you'll just, you weren't inside that person's head. You'll just never understand it. So this, mm. this particular loft was full of those <laughs> decisions. So um, the only thing that we did a big move that we did that um, I wasn't expecting is actually my husband's idea because we were trying to work out the transition in the different ceiling heights, because when originally, you know, there's, old building, lots of different renovations, et cetera. There were about four or five different ceiling heights in the unit, which was driving me a little batty. Yeah. And especially through the sort of this front wide hall that led you into the back where the kitchen is, which in the wide hall is the dining room as well. So it's still a public area that's going to get a lot of use. Mm. And so I couldn't, 
we were trying, I was trying to minimize all of the work that we're going to do just because of budget. And then I cut the section of what would actually happen. And I was, I was just like, this is not going to work. Like this is quite frankly, this is dumb. Like really, really dumb. because imagine you're in a loft overlooking this great hall space, like 15 foot ceilings. Like it's wonderful. And then if you turn to the left, so, so you turn to the side that looks down a long hall, mm-hmm. you basically s- stare at, this is going to sound strange, but you basically stare at the side of a ceiling or the side of a soffit for where the ceiling drops back down to 10 yeah. feet. And okay. so if you're standing and your feet are at seven and a half feet and the ceiling next to you, the bottom of that ceiling is at 10 feet, it's pretty dumb. If you can imagine. <laughs> and so my husband's idea was actually just to open up, to make it tall ceilings all the way back down that hallway to the kitchen. And once we did that, I'm like, okay, now this is awesome. Good. So you've like, got that far. But awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you've got the guys in now. So the contractors are in there. Yeah. They're still working. We actually framing. I mean, it's a very, very simple project. Literally. It's all demo. It's 100% demo. Mm. And we're building a very small floor. And so it can, it can go very quickly because it's everything's right angles. Everything's 90 degrees. It's just tear this out, this out, this out, and just build me this rectangle floor plate floating in the living room. So yeah. it's, but we finished framing two days ago. And that was really, I feel so much less stress now that framing's done. Because I was, I, I didn't, this is awful. So I'm an architect, as we all know, and I didn't do a whole set of official drawings from my own house, which is nuts. But because I just didn't have, t- I just didn't have time mm. because we're packing, we're coordinating all these other things. My, my, my professional work, I'm, I'm really busy. And I just, and probably also because quite honestly, I trust my contractor and he's, I would not. I would never, ever, ever advise a client to do this. I would never let a client of mine actually go oh, start construction without real drawings. But because he is one of the best communicators I've seen in the business, I could trust him because I know that if anything was slightly weird, he would call me okay. and the foreman would both call and text and send photos and we'd go back and forth. And so mm. the incredibly open lines of communications has, has been... That's the only thing that really made it possible. And it's made you relax. And that's the, probably the deep down reason as to why you didn't feel like, or it right. wasn't on your mind to, to well, do those. It was on my mind, but. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe other things were uh, yeah. of that. Yeah. It was, um, but I mean, I, especially the, the foreman on site, I just, he's a really, really great guy, incredibly good at what he does. And so, even if I would tell him something and he wouldn't remember the exact things, I'd be like, mm. and I told him like, Hey, call me before you train because I want to see the exact height of this beam. I know that's hidden in the wall and because mm. when this returns to this, I want to make sure this yada, whatever. So I told him all that. We had this little conversation and then we got to that point and he called me and he's like, Hey, so, um, I don't know why, but you want me to call you. So we're about to do this and I'm calling you. What, what, what's, what's happening? What's your concern? And then, so, but I, we just had the little conversation again. He's like, Oh, I totally understand. Got it. And then we went back on site, you know, the next day and it was perfect. So Good. that was, 
now that I know that the floor plate, everything is set at the right height. And I mean, that's all that it is, a floor. So like now I know everything works. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you're planning a renovation or you're moving into your first new home, then the Akiva Toolkit could be the solution you need. With its easy-to-use package of 10 documents, you are able to manage time, budget, and the communication between your builders and you to ensure the project is complete to satisfaction first time round. The Akiva Toolkit saves you money and time. It's for the first-time renovator and the renovator that wants to do things better the second time round. It's a fraction of the cost compared to paying for mistakes or repeating work that's already done. Go to akivatoolkit.com and get your project off to a perfect start today. So what are you going to do uh, in terms of like colors and textures? What what materials are you going to be using? So the living room, the main room, which is based, everything revolves around the living room for um, my particular project. There was an exposed brick wall. So you enter and you look dead on onto this exposed brick wall with a fireplace. And usually I would say, it's like, yeah, leave it. It's nice. There's some color, there's some texture, but the, it's interesting because you, the Victorian building, the original has all these um, bay windows that go, you know, all the way up for all, every story. Yes. The bay windows themselves, there's no masonry in that part of the building. And so there's basically strips of the thick three wide brick that go all the way up three stories, but then where the bays go all the way up and goes and that's pure wood framing. And mm. so you get a bit like, you know, four feet of drywall, then the bay window, and then the brick wall of the fireplace, you know, to the left, and then you turn left again, and then there's another drywall. So basically standing in the living room, there's this rhythm of drywall brick, drywall brick, drywall brick over and over again. And then with the, all the different colors and from my personal taste, that was too much. And mm. so after many, many conversations, <laughs> I finally convinced my husband to paint all of the brick white, at least just in the living room. Because that's the only yeah. room it goes back and forth in this crazy pattern. Mm-hmm. The ceiling, the joists, the ceiling joists were already exposed and painted white. All the drywall was already white. There's not, there's enough windows, but there's not a ton of windows and light. And so I also just wanted to paint it a light color to get more yeah. bouncing around because I like a lot of light. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's our color scheme. And f- like uh, for the floor, what are you doing with the floor? The floor is simply the two, two and a half inch red oak. It's nice. in there probably since the, it's definitely not original, but it's, it's been there for several decades. And so we're just leaving that. I'm fine I'm with just that. Leaving. It's, yeah, it's consistent throughout the entire unit. And so the consistency okay. more than anything is what matters to me. So, And it's very I, normal. So it's not offensive. And are you changing any of the lighting around? Like any adding any mood lighting or anything like yeah, that? We, well, we got ri- rid of a lot of cans that were dumb. <laughs> the can, the recessed lighting. And okay. Then, um, you call them cans? Cans, yeah. What do you uh, call them? Down lights, recess down. lights. Yeah. Yeah. Recess lights is the long words, but short term we call them cans. Cans. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, they okay. kind of do look like little tin cans. Yeah, of course. Yeah, if they you've got the whole c- cylinder inside. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you don't have that, and you've just got the clips that go into a, 
a drywall or a dry ceiling. So you've got the right. clips right. that go over. Um, those, those I mind less. The trimless ones, I like those a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, okay. So we are, this, uh, the, so the loft in the living room was actually an L shaped. Mm. So it ran along the back and then down the front side where all the windows were. And so yeah. it was actually covering the top 30% of all the windows. And so we ripped that down. But because that big fat L arm was there, the center, the perceived center of the room shifted. Okay, it's so been thrown off. Of that, the ceiling like that used to read on center is no longer anywhere near center. And so we're just removing that back to just, you know, dead in front of the fireplace where it's centered. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what light I want there yet. And that I'm content to sort of look through old vintage sites, Etsy, yeah. and find yeah. something kind of special there. Okay. The dining light as well, but down that hallway with the ceiling that we just completely ripped open. There's a few cans that we got rid of there. Um, I just want a single pendant light that's corded because I, I want to be able to swag it over because the dining room table, because it's so, it's so narrow, it's only eight feet wide and has to function as a hallway and mm. dining room. And mm. so it's barely enough room for both. And so I want to keep the, I want to mount the light in the center because that gives you the greatest flexibility. And so if you mount a center light with the cord, you can kind of swag it every which way just to fit whatever you want to do. It's, it's quite flexible. How, how, um, how do you measure it out? Square foot? Square foot, right? The, the oh, coverage for the, for the whole place. What size is it? The area, floor oh, area? the entire unit. Yeah. The entire unit is, um, 1200 square feet. 1200 square feet. Okay. I have no idea what that is in meters. <laughs> I'll get a calculator out. Um, okay. No, good. So when's your planned moving in date? Um, last weekend of April. So like just over a week, Gosh. like a week and some days. We okay. have a lot of packing to do. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot. So basically I'm not going to hear from you for another five weeks. <laughs> Maybe three. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, but that's, that's good. So, um, you've got your, your area to, you've got your area set of where you're going to work in the property as well. Yeah. That's good. Nice. Yeah. I am, I'm pretty excited. I think once, once the new drywall's in and once it's painted, mm. that's going to be, that's going to be a very exciting moment because you, you know what it's going to look like in your mind's eye, but to actually see it, and not have to have your imagination do the work for you. That's going to be, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Well, okay. Good luck with it. And um, then, then we can talk about it once you're moved in and yeah. maybe show, show some images. Maybe if it turns out well, yes. <laughs> if it turns, <laughs> Yeah. Cause everyone's going to be thinking it's got, it's got to be amazing. It's, you know, from an architectural point of view as well. So pressure's on. Pressure's on. Yeah. Well, let's say this. It's not amazing, but it's, it's nice. It's not, it's not a space that you can turn into something amazing, but it's not, it's no longer bad. <laughs> Good. Well, let's see. Uh, we can speak, speak about it again in a couple of weeks. Yep. Big reveal coming. <laughs> <laughs>